Hello and welcome back to season two of Dream Girl. Today our guest is Nikki Mehta. So Nikita is a British entrepreneur and wildlife conservationist. She graduated from UCL in computer science and management and spent her career building prestige and luxury fragrances. Currently Nikita is the creative director and co-founder of Fable and Maine, an Ayurvedic inspired hair wellness brand. Um, Nikita also was the co-executive produce producer sorry, of the Netflix documentary film Game Changers and is also an investor and board member of LVMH's Patu. And she is the co-founder of the Fable Fund that is committed to wild tiger conservation and protection. Hello Nikki, how are you today? Hi, good Sheen, how are I'm you? I'm very well, thank, thank you for having no, thank you for being here. I have to say, I'm a bit of a stalker. I was watching your beautiful vacation photos from this weekend. Where were you? <laughs> I went, we went to Italy um, in the Dolomites um, in the mountains because actually we're, we're also launching um, something inspired by the mountains. Oh, nice. As a sister company mm-hmm. this year. So I really just find it so healing there. So it was just a weekend break, but so worth it. <laughs> oh man, I was so jealous just because you know how we can't travel anymore. So was it okay for you to travel to Italy? You didn't have to quarantine either way. Yeah, there's no quarantine, oh, no. And it's and it, like the peaks and stuff. And I had some work as well. So went went to see, uh, to do some shoots. <laughs> that's good, that's fun. <laughs> but yeah, I think life's really getting back to normal, but something about the mountains are just so majestic and healing. Mm-hmm. Like I just feel so present. That, I agree. Um, always work. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, we were lucky this weekend and it was kind of sunny here as well, so not too bad. <laughs> we're finally back in summer. So, all right, I mean, I've read this big bio, but now tell us, you know, what, what has been the history of Nikki? I can't believe you went from computer science to luxury fragrances. What was that journey like? <laughs> no, but I have to tell you what I did before computer Go science because I, I love languages, so I was... I started studying Spanish with management in UCL oh, wow. and then it was very like literature based which I love reading but it was kind of took the joy away like I feel when you learn a language and it becomes too like mm. methodolo- methodological it's like I'd rather just go live in Mexico for five years and <laughs> yeah. learn it um, and speak with people so then I switched to the business course which was at the time with computer science so it was actually really helpful, you know, to learn how a computer thinks and stuff because now everything's online and digital. Um, and then my father, um, he's in the fragrance industry, he's in beauty. So I've always kind of grown up, grown up with it and spent eight years working for mainly celebrity fragrances. So some of the most like powerful women and strong women, you know, like Naomi Campbell, Ariana Grande, Jennifer Lopez, and they're also. Um, the icons but it was also great for me because I learned a lot about like the storytelling and everything that goes behind fragrance um, and how to create a brand and the importance of scent in a brand um, and I guess that all really helped to start Fable in Maine um, which was, which we only launched last year during the pandemic. Oh my god so when you say you were working for these brands what were you actually doing? So I was in the marketing team so I was working with the of marketing I actually met all the, met all of them went to the meetings like you know getting their um, and like the whole process from A to Z so 
like many people don't know like in a fragrance you know it's like not just finding a nice scent and bottling it but it's like the whole registration process make sure everything's like technical working with the labs getting the folding carton selling it to retail um so everything that goes behind it the campaign and it was really uh yeah probably some of the best best experiences and i was working for jean patou um developing all their new scents so in, in marketing and new product development. Oh, that's really cool. So that's how you, you got kind of your knowledge of how to get started on the marketing front. Exactly. And, and storytelling, mm. you know, I think it's just so important. But I've always been a marketer's brain. So it's not great for my brother, who's <laughs> my co-founder and CEO. So always like expensive budgets. <laughs> but... Um, no, I love okay, it. I so love then it. how how did so then you went to computer science, you went to fragrances, and then how did the how did Fable and Maine come about? I mean, I I personally know your story, but I would like to hear it from you. Of course, yeah. So Fable and Maine, it's really inspired from our like childhood memories, mm -hmm. you know. And I I was having a lot of hair loss. I was working also. Sorry, I forgot to add. I was working for a hair brand that we had as well, um, and. I had a lot of like hair loss in the shower. Like, you know, when like clumps yeah. of hair would come and out. And you're about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it affects your self confidence yeah. a bit. And then I was um, just went into the kitchen and started making oils, like how my grandma used to make it, you know, heating up castor oil, ashwagandha, um, coconut oil, amla. And I massaged it into my hair and like over consistently using it for like um, even a month. I saw that it dramatically stopped. I'm like, okay, this actually works. Um, and at the same time, because I was in celebrity fragrances, I was working for a beard oil project for a cricketer in India for a year. And I did a lot of research on Indian hair and what makes it so unique. Why do South Asian women possess this like beautiful hair that we all love visually, but what is it about it? And majority it's the hydration from daily massage and use of oil and people even leave it in their hair overnight and so I was like why and then when I went into the market especially in hair which is quite boring and um, you know not many people to guide you I was like there was nothing that celebrates this Indian ritual and if I found the oils like you know like the amla oils and stuff they were great but it was really greasy yeah. or really smelt nasty and I was like then there's something missing here I see for a clean conscious Ayurvedic inspired brand in a modern way um, and not in mass beauty like why is it not in boots mm -hmm. Sephora you know some of the biggest beauty retailers um, and then that kind of led to going to Sephora like on LinkedIn pitching can I come see mm -hmm. you flying to San Francisco like you've got to be there in person oh, wow. to make an impact presenting the pitch at first it was over email and then um, I just had a little sample of the oil and this was like two, three years ago. And they were like, yeah, let's build this ritual. They loved it. They said yes before even completing the full product line. And I knew then once we had a retail buy-in that this business is a business idea, it can scale mm -hmm. and there's something here. And everyone just said, even now to this day, I get people being like, I can feel all the love in Fable and Maine. So it was all that like the work that went into like you know choosing the right color the logo the packaging everything um defining the right dropper and like matching the gold of the <laughs> of the oil and that dropper to like the gold that i saw somewhere like it was this whole holistic vision and i knew i needed like a support system because 
every entrepreneur thinks they can do it mm-hmm. by themselves, but sooner or later you like burn out and you're like, okay, yeah. <laughs> I actually need help. Um, can't control everything. So my brother who is complete opposite to me, but so complimentary, like he has had the corporate life and a digital experience at Dior. Um, I said, I went to him, I, I went to Paris. I was like, Akash, please leave your job. <laughs> I was like crying. Like, I need you as your sister, yeah. listen to me if anything. Um, and let's do this. And Sephora interested, will you leave and join? He said, yes. And I clearly remember he called me like before he left, like Nikki, I'm doing this. Like, are you hundred percent sure? Like this is, <laughs> this, this won't change. Like you won't change your mind tomorrow. Like we're going to do this. Like, yes. And since then we've co-created this, this brand. Wow. Yeah. Okay. This is a cool story. I want to go back to the beginning. Though. <laughs> like you said, when you made the sample oil and stuff to take to Sephora, how did you approach that? Did you just kind of use the knowledge that you have, your heritage and all of that to kind of create something? Yeah, so I, I knew some of the best labs from my experience in the US yeah. and I wanted it to be made in the US because it's like local and US, you know, the Sephora would be a key, key mm-hmm. retailer. And um, we found a lab um, that is like solar paneled, has some similar values to us, Ayurvedic ingredients. So I was working with them for a, like, God, we probably had like a hundred submissions until I was happy wow. with the texture yeah. and consistency yeah. and the fragrance, which was very important. So that was done by a French perfumer. And then um, they, they, you asked the lab, you know, to make a, a small sample mm-hmm. in a vial mm-hmm. and they, they test it before it goes on people's yeah. hair. And that was enough for the meeting. Okay. And how did you get that meeting? That, I, like I said, I, I, I went on LinkedIn. Wow. I looked for the hair. I sent her a message and it worked um, got now yeah but the funny thing with that is it worked because I mean they won't they won't say you can have a meeting um, unless they see the idea yeah. right like it's hard so I had to send the, the email first they first asked send it over PDF if we like it we'll get back mm-hmm. to you um, the funny thing with that is my, my father who has a lot more famous brands and not from scratch has not um, has pitched to Sephora many times for, for perfumes and has and they've said no. So it's not like they'll always say yes, you know. Yeah. I think it's just like the key. They're really great with founder-led brands and um, and there's so many other re- amazing retailers in the U.S. You just have to find what would be a good positioning, you know, for your price point and position. Right. And what would you say was the hardest thing in that journey of getting Fable and Main started? Oh gosh, so I'm a perfectionist. Right. So timeline, yeah. sticking to timelines, like launching on time. Like obviously it was in COVID, so we were had all the pumps went for hand sanitizers that we have in our shampoo and conditioner, mm-hmm. and the price of obviously uh, cardboard boxes and stuff that everyone was doing online shopping went up. So logistically to get everything. Um, where like from our suppliers and if it was overseas there's a tariff into the u.s importing like just to launch on time was hard and then we sold out like three times online our oil so to replenish that quickly so we learned a lot of like forecasts mm-hmm. we there was just three of us to begin with and now we're a team of six or seven so slowly growing um but I think that was the most challenging like wearing so many hats which comes with a startup yeah. but then it's like you also have to like find a time to like focus and mm-hmm. scale you know and make those decisions mm-hmm. for now 
when we're buying, you know, we buy in bulk and not every quarter. Yeah. Okay, so obviously this is just me. I, I just love the idea of this, right? So I have questions for you. So you know what, when you're saying you're buying cardboard, you're choosing the dropper and all of that. How did you know what yeah. are the different things you have to think about? For example, the bottling, the labels. Do you get guidance from someone? Like, How, how do you figure it out? So, so there are packaging companies okay. that can do like turnkey. You, just, you can go to them literally and be like, I like, you know, this, this, this is my yeah. phone, but I like this color. Yeah. Can you put it on this, this glass bottle? I like the shape of this brand, find something similar. But in our case, everything was custom in the sense I knew, I went to all the packaging trade show fairs. That's a great place nice. to start. Um, and suppliers. So there's like Luxpack, there's Cosmoprof in Bologna. Now I don't know when we can travel again, but before that yeah. I did. And I went to in cosmetics where you meet uh, raw material suppliers. And that's also really important that you know what ingredients go in. But for packaging, I think we probably had 1,000 different some or 100, because I know every amber bottle supplier in this whole <laughs> world now, because I wanted something specific with the rounded shoulders, but every amber Boston tube had like circular. So um, it was really hard to find something in stock because having your own mold is really expensive, mm -hmm. which we're doing now because we want to go into recycled plastic. Mm -hmm. But um, for our oil, it was just making sure like, yeah, it's the right color, making sure everything fits, making sure that, you know, it's oil, it will leak. So you have a label that's resistant. Um, we wanted dark glass because in the light in the store, um, it can, you know, tarnish over time the color can change so you have to think about all yeah. these little things like in transit how will it affect how will the customer trap keep it in her box how will they travel with it it's not just like what aesthetically pleases mm -hmm. you you know you've, you've got about 20 different questions making sure it passes the drop test um so if, if it drops in the shower it doesn't break um there's so much packaging testing yeah. and not just leaking that to do but um you just have to, once you know it and you go through it, it becomes easier for the next mm -hmm. time. Yeah. You know? And then we had out the boxes as well. So making sure everything's made to fit mm -hmm. and then going for the print run to make sure that's the right <laughs> Pantone color. Like it's, it's crazy, but it's yeah. fun. So it, you, you've got to be a little bit weird and crazy to run your own business because there's no two days that are exactly. the same so if you love like routine and structure and not you don't like change like it's not yeah, for you no, i can imagine but I, I i generally love the idea and you get to be so creative right and you get to choose because it's your thing so you can decide what, what you want yeah. it to look like so that must feel exactly but also making that decision sometimes hard you know <laughs> um it's like i know what i like but then it's also Sometimes too many options. Yeah, most of the time. Um, okay, so then you had your bottles, and where do you sell now? Do you, you sell online on your website, and you in Sephora? Yeah. Fable and Main, we're in Sephora, Boots, mm -hmm. uh, Douglas in Germany, mm -hmm. we're launching in India, and other retailers in Europe, and online soon. Okay, so, yeah. that's really cool. But, okay, now question. You know, with obviously us South Asian, we know the importance of using oil in our hair. Do you feel like this message has come across to the more Western part of the world now where they would know the importance of using oil? I think it's starting now with education. Mm -hmm. Like, 
even five years ago in the press, I didn't read much about Ayurveda, but now it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. And people are returning to it naturally because they know that our way of living is just not healthy or balanced. Um, and I guess spending more time at home now, we, we have time for rituals, mm-hmm. right? Like the shower is not just a routine now. We're, we're spending the time to take care of our scalp yeah. like we do for our skin on our mm-hmm. face. Um, so that's ha- that's that's definitely shifting. Also, it's the educational element. Like I remember I did an interview with Vogue USA and, and the, ed- the lady in New York was like, I just didn't know Indian women oiled my hair, oiled their hair. Like she asked some of her Indian friends, they're like, oh yeah, that's something we do on Sunday. Like we've just <laughs> yeah. done it. And they're like, and it, but it was just that she was like, okay, what? So I have to apply it on dry hair before washing and like explaining it to her. So it was a new habit and concept. Like people just don't know to oil their hair. So I think seeing that and seeing the diverse community and you know our customer base it's not just indian it's hispanic caucasian hair textured hair it's like kinky hair and seeing everyone use it and enjoy it and all the pictures like on social and stuff it's just like the best feeling because that's our mission to bring indian beauty secrets to the mm-hmm. west so if we can deliver that's great you know? yeah absolutely and did you did you find that there was a big gap in the market in terms of things that were designed for example for you know non-caucasian hair like ours do you think that's is that still there yeah 100 percent. so like i used all my products came from india mm-hmm. right like the ayurvedic and that's definitely for thicker hair um but now i i definitely see a gap in the market like we wanted to formulate for all hair types but i do think obviously when you think of the word main you have this visual impression yeah. of thick hair. <laughs> so, so that our customer, you know, they, who people love our shampoo and condition masks, they, 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 they do find it really hydrating, mm-hmm. which sometimes dry, thicker hair needs. Um, but yeah, I definitely see, in fact, now I've seen in the past year, more brands entering the space, mm-hmm. um, you know, in hair and beauty and wellness, which shows, which is a great sign that that is, that means there is a market and it's mm-hmm. growing. And the more of us, Um, You know, there was Japanese beauty, Korean Mm. beauty, and now Australian beauty. Now it's time for Indian beauty. Absolutely. Yeah, you know how we were talking earlier about the fact that both of us have naturally curly hair, but at the moment (laughs) it is not curly. So I went on this whole journey since um, January 2020 where I started just leaving my hair natural. And then it was this whole Mm. experience of learning how to take care of it because growing up I didn't know how to take care of it and I always used to straighten it. And then it was yeah. it was great. I really enjoyed it, but it's so much hard work to like make it look presentable because you know there's so many products. You have to oil it. You you can't brush it. You have to curl it a certain way, like the way you scrunch yeah. it and not touch it. It's, curly hair is like it's its own journey, and I love my curls. But like I said, like your hair tells its like own mood and story. Yeah. And some days you just wanna I wanna rock it blow-dried or some days I want to keep natural I think that's the beauty of having both like it behaves well when you want to like style it so how how do you learn about hair like for example how did you learn how to take care of your curly hair so for curl honestly like it sounds weird but TikTok right now is so (laughs) there's so many curly like girl influencers and I watch them like even on YouTube um I mean, I, I can share some like people I follow, but like people with long hair, how they take care of it, like braiding mm. it at night or like putting it in a turban, yeah. never a towel, which 
used to do, mm. right? I used to use my body towel on my head, but like that will like lead it to yep. break. Um, and like using a different pillowcase. Mm. I didn't know. Same. You blew my mind. It blew my mind. Like I was like, all these little things, like how to shampoo. Like you have to put it in your hands. Yeah, do not first. just then blow it I'm... like that. <laughs> like some people like literally take it and pour it That's on. That's like, what the I worst do. You gotta wet it, wet your hand, and then and then never the ends because yeah. apparently it'll naturally go. And like massage, like all these little things, I've just like incorporated into my own ritual. But I've learned TikTok's like I love it for TikTok hair <laughs> influencers. Um, but curly hair, honestly, I have not yet mastered it. I think maybe one day we, we should make a curl cream or something yeah. because. Or like an air dry cream because sometimes styling is not good for you no, as you know yeah. like too much mm. so i try to wash my hair like once a week mm. now same i try to i gotta get really yeah busy. maybe yeah. maybe you should do the like deep conditioning stuff for like curly hair that would be good yeah deep or leave-in i think we'll do like a leave-in conditioner mm. like something because right now we have wet product like designed to be washed mm-hmm. out um leave-in is like one of the most common requested items and also because they love the smells mm-hmm. they want something they oh yeah that's true leave it in okay well given um, that tiktok is such a happening place for hair do you do any kind of content creation on tiktok so i dabbled with it a little bit um last year but we've just hiring our content creative nice. just for tiktok yeah. so i will be doing a lot more now i think i just find it hard to like create edit like with it just from a time point mm. of view but um that's definitely one of my priorities because i love i just it's so fun tiktok that people don't take themselves seriously yeah i just positive so yeah i'm definitely gonna do more this mm. year yeah i think i think content creation is great like i watched this short episode that you did with your brother which was called chat and chai or chai and chat yeah. <laughs> and i thought that was yeah. really cool and i think that's one way that you could raise more, you know, hair education awareness and also just, you know, get the word out there about your product and the history of it all. Um, do you intend on doing more of that? Yes, I think that would be a, we, we did one more this year, but I think we'll do it for every new launch. We're launching a, a, a range this year and we'll uh, definitely do one like on what on this benefit. But that's good. Are you, are you on TikTok? No, I'm not. Um, but I, so my problem is, right, I already spend too much time on Instagram. So I'm thinking if I have TikTok and it just feels like it's a black hole where people are always just always on TikTok. But I, I do watch some of the stuff that is repurposed on Instagram and stuff. And I think it's really cool. I love the trends that go on. You know how right now. You know what? It's, sorry. It, it, you know, it definitely like when I'm on it, I'm on this like this little world or bubble it's like you get walked into it and you're like you feel like you really know the people yeah. you watch and then and then it's like but it, i feel it stays on tiktok well like instagram and, but then i've met so many people even that we've collaborated mm. with um via tiktok and the people who are like you know love fable and main and create content yeah. for us um so it's amazing to like connect with yeah. them um and it definitely like helps with sales as well for mm. business i think Exact customer segment that we we, we target. Yeah. So um, it's re- yeah, I love it. I love it. But I do. F- I'm I'm finding now I'm getting a lot more. I'm reading the power of now by Eckhart mm. Tolle. Well, rereading it, and I feel like there's no there's nothing like the present moment, right? Like 
the one win right now. This is where life happens, right? The past is like no more. It's the memory and the future is just anxiety. Like tomorrow <laughs> never comes kind of vibe. Like it's, it's true though. We can't always live in, the, in our minds. So life is now. And I do sometimes feel like when I'm on social, okay, if I'm posting from the now, I, I, it's like it's stopping me sometimes from being focused in the now and the yeah. present. So I'm quite interested to see how social media, just from a spiritual, you know, point of view, as people become more um, present and rooted, and will evolve, and how we will use it for a means of good, like technology, to promote positivity mm -hmm. rather than comparison. Yeah, yeah, that, that's very important. I've been thinking about this as well. We were talking about this in the podcast last week, where social media is good as it is bad because it is good in the sense when you're raising awareness when you're having mindful conversations that need to happen but at the same time the comparison aspect we all do it comparison and the need for validation yeah. so look for something external from yourself mm -hmm. and that that's what this book has really taught me is just like everything you need is within you which which we all know but it's like experiencing that freedom of the mm -hmm. self and not dependent on anything it's like you'll always be okay if you're in the now. And I think that's amazing, but like, how do you translate that on social? Yeah. You know? how? Um, and, and, and are we really connecting authentically, um, even if it's social, but like in real life, mm -hmm. right? We've been living on a virtual plane for like a year mm -hmm. now post COVID, but how, how much are we, is the future of communication just on our phones? Oof. It's, it's pretty interesting the way, the way, so all of these things I also have to be tuned into as business because yeah, we of course need, the, if somebody wants to see Fable Lemain, they'll go on the Instagram first, mm -hmm. right? Like check what it is before thinking of buying it. So it serves a purpose, but it's, it's being very conscious of the message you choose to share. And that is something really important to me as a founder. Like, what are we saying? It's not just what we're selling. Like, what are we teaching? How can we be of service and add value to every customer, mm -hmm. right? Whether they're a customer or a client or not, but like, and make them feel welcome. So th those questions are something I don't think enough brands uh, do. The new, the newer ones do, but not the more established. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very interesting. I think, would you say that's a key advice you'd give to people who are about to start their entrepreneurial journey? Yeah, definitely know your why. Because probably took me like a good few weekends. I was just sitting there and I was like rewriting, rewriting. I was like, no, that's not enough. That's not enough. And then it was just like one sentence, but you can't say it if you don't know it. And if you're not living it, if it's not you authentically, mm -hmm. like people will see through yeah. it. Yeah, that's true. So looking back at your short year, I know it's been a very successful year. Um, what, what would you say was your kind of highest high? Oh, good question. Um, this, you mean this? Yeah, year? yeah, since you launched Fable and May. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, so I haven't been to the US yet because of travel, yeah. but um, definitely seeing it like next to Fenty Beauty or something. <laughs> yeah. just, just visually, I was like, what? Like, this is surreal. <laughs> this is not me. <laughs> um, I love Sephora. I'm a beauty junkie. Same. Like, I'm a customer there I just like pick everything I just just in Italy I like the whole like the makeup and skin and I was just like how is this even real like and it just made me think like honestly anything you want in life if you can envision it you can make it happen 
right? The power of intention. And it's not because you want something. I don't think the universe delivers your desires, but I think because you are it, but you've got to like remove everything that will stop you from becoming it, like from your being. So that was the best, the highest moment, but then also like seeing the process of manifestation like happen. That's something you've been working on for three years and then like having it physically in your hands. How, how, because that's the thing, right? We all see the success story after it's happened, but you you see the peaks, yeah. but but you have to know that it was the like the valleys, the the like moments of sadness or like you know confusion or stress or or, or worry that has made it so amazing that maybe people don't share on on Instagram yeah. and social, but that's what made it worth it and the journey, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so always yeah the ups and downs wow and what's the future now for people and mean so we want to go more into scalp care i I believe healthy scalps are really important um leave-in products kind of like just really expanding our hair care range um more rituals we've got some incredible products lined up for this year into wellness um and and like fragrant like candles and stuff Mm -hmm. so super excited Um, yeah and hopefully once covid goes away as well you can start traveling around and doing a bit more of what you're doing that's that's i want to meet all the 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 people train the the people selling our products and meet the consumers and so much love from the us and uk especially even like south asian communities like supporting each other i feel our generation i didn't really have that growing up in school and i feel um it's amazing like once you start creating people just just even from instagram and that's been so great i've met such incredible people from from instagram um and so grateful because they're also creating and it's like this whole vibe yeah you know? it's so wholesome like like we connected through instagram as well and it's just really nice exactly. to be able to support each other yeah. along the journey exactly. Oh, that's cool. exactly do you work with influencers <laughs> and stuff or do, do you like the do you think yeah. that's useful the whole influencer a hundred percent because because then you see how they use it and like it inspires other people too Mm -hmm. and especially hair like it's so visual um so like the before and afters Mm -hmm. um so i love it i mean i i don't think it's like like it's interesting because i'm quite a behind the scenes kind of person i love working but i don't like to show my face that Mm -hmm. much but now with the brand my brother definitely is much more you know comfortable <laughs> yeah. influencer but now with the brand growing i'm seeing like i'm also my own voice like expressing myself so it's it's, it's nice yeah, yeah. definitely really nice well this has been wonderful um do you have any parting advice to anyone who's thinking about launching their own business or i mean the one thing i didn't ask at the beginning was you know how did you make that brave decision of leaving a paid job and making your brother leave a paid job and you know taking the risk like how was that for you so freeing (laughs) but i always knew i couldn't work someone you i think honestly some people you just know like i want to be my own boss because if you have this burning like frustration inside of you like why does this not exist Because so many people can have an idea, but not enough people have the courage to pursue mm-hmm. it. Because they're so, uh, it's not the the financial side. I completely get. Like you, we, we, you know, we need a paycheck mm-hmm. day and night just to get, you know, to make a living. But even on the side, like if you come home from work and you have this idea, 
just work on it like and test it and fail like 20 times but keep going until you have it right you know um and that's it's it's best decision because now i don't think it's like yeah it's just the freedom i think we all want to be free and i don't not that you can't be free working for someone else but it's just for me if you if there's something you want to create and and you want it so yeah just do it <laughs> don't think about it too much i i think if if it wasn't for my brother or sephora i would still be working on fable and main and it wouldn't be launched yeah. yet like that's how much i loved it but it it was just like the process perfecting everything so if, if there's one piece of advice i could give is like even if something's like 50 or 80 percent ready just launch it because that's, that's everyone else's 100 yeah. percent. you are your own worst critic yeah. so and nobody else really cares no. like everyone's everyone's thinking about themselves so it's it's um yeah just just do it that's how you learn yeah learn by doing right great advice yeah thank you so much Nikki. <laughs> it was so much fun thank i'm you. glad we got to know each other me too and i can't wait for you to try the oil yeah can't wait either i mean you know i have a lot of hair so <laughs> yeah it's stunning so is yours but obviously you have all the hair secrets so you know all right well thank you so much thank you all right stay Bye. stay on the line sorry people sometimes leave um i will stop the recording and it will just take like a